For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. This is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a social media examiner production. This is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media, and we cover the social media news that broke in the last few days. We want to make sure you know that this show is brought to you by our very own Facebook Ad Summit 2018. That is the largest gathering of Facebook ads experts, and you can learn more at socialmediaexaminer.com slash FB18. It's in two weeks. It's July 9th through 13th, 2018. And again, this is the event for any marketer who wants to improve their ad copy, better understand the latest Facebook ad changes, improve your testing, your analysis. Again, socialmediaexaminer.com slash FB18. On today's show, we're going to explore the YouTube creator monetization updates with Steve Dotto. We're going to talk Instagram, video chat, topic channels, IGTV guidebook, and Instagram stories adding music to the stories and much more breaking social media marketing news of the week. And with that, let's get into it. So, Steve, you were you at VidCon? I think you were at VidCon, right? Yeah, I was at VidCon. Okay, I was hanging, you were with at VidCon. Boss, hanging with your boss. You're hanging with the boss. And the gray, uh, there was. Gray hairs had to stick together. <laughs> I wouldn't say that too loudly. Yeah. But, uh, he said it in a picture that was posted of us, so I feel sorry. All right, good, good. Okay. Then, as long as the attribution is made. But you were at VidCon. VidCon announced a ton of stuff. I wasn't here last week to get some of what we covered from that. Now let's cover some more from that. So YouTube announced they're updating their creator to monetization. They're coming out with something called Premieres and more. So let's get into all of this. Steve, walk us through it. What did they announce? Well, I, I think I think before we should set the context, it was a very interesting VidCon from the perspective of YouTube is now facing competition from a variety of different aspects. I mean, IGTV was announced the day before VidCon launched, and it stole the thunder from a lot of what happened with VidCon. I know you guys are talking about it later, but it was definitely relevant there as well. And what was interesting, at least kind of overall theme that I saw is YouTube is really trying to make sure creators understand that YouTube is a place they can go to make money. Because none of their competitive platforms really have a monetization model uh, for YouTube content creators. So that, to me, was the overarching theme. And most of the stuff that we're going to talk about today related to the creating opportunities for YouTube content creators to make money. And YouTube basically saying to Instagram and Facebook, nah, 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 you can't make money like we can make money for you. So that was a, to me, that was a kind of overarching theme. So the things that they rolled out was, first of all, they talked about the uh, YouTube premieres, which I thought was one of the kind of, there was two really interesting and one kind of me announcement. So the interesting one was YouTube premieres, which is a content creator can create a piece of video and rather than just publish it, they can create um, a hybrid first premiere of that video 
which would be a uh, which would basically launch in the same time across the entire YouTube ecosphere and they they would go live. So it would be it would be as though it was YouTube live as well as a regular YouTube video that's uploaded so they could tell all of their fans and followers watch if it's a music video, say watch Mm -hmm. my music video. It's going to be Tuesday night, seven o'clock. The creator will be there live in the chat room. And they'll be there with their fans and the fans get to see it. And it becomes an event. You can imagine it becomes like it's a premiere. Uh, but the creator is there to chat with people, to talk with them about it. So the fans feel like they, they feel it's more of an event. The monetization what, option. So, so that's, that's what we used to do with our, uh, our podcast. We used to yes. put it out as a video and all that on Facebook as a Facebook live. And we'd be there, you know, to answer questions or comments or whatever. But this sounds more... Uh, like the, the creator, the actual, cre- like Mike wasn't present there. It was me and it was Jeff, yeah. but like, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly in that sort of a, and you know what that sort of thing does for the momentum and, and your fans feel a little bit more engaged and a little more vested in the process, but it does a few other things. It creates a little bit of a, a momentum surge to the video when it first goes in, uh, right. in, in it's published, which uh, as far as we're concerned, like as far as SEO is concerned, it creates a lot more momentum behind the video as it first launches. But there's also a monetization option there. The fact that it's on live means that the creator can receive tips from uh, the Facebook super chat. So there's an opportunity for them to make some money there at that point there as well. So that was a pretty compelling and interesting story. That one I I found very interesting as we kind of looked at it. Um, I'm I'm trying to remember what the third one is. I'm drawing a blank. But the second, the, the most interesting one, as far as I was concerned. Oh, I know what it is. So that was the that was the one that was just kind of YouTube itself. YouTube took dead aim at two ancillary products. The first is Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, Patreon, of course, crowdfunding, uh, where creators can create content and people can support them with either by the um, by the piece that they create or by the month support as as patrons. So YouTube added channel memberships. It's very limiting. It's five dollars, four dollars and ninety nine cents. There's just one price. It's not available in all come on on all markets anymore. For example, I don't have it on my channel yet. Even and that's monthly. The, yeah. That even though I meet the month, even though I meet the threshold of subscribers, it's not available in Canada or it, it, at okay. least it hasn't been rolled out. But what it and does. What is, what is that threshold again? Just so people can remember. I think it's 100,000 subscribers for both this one and the next one that I'm going to okay. talk about. Good. Um, and they will roll it down. They'll pull it back as it goes. Uh, but basically, what it's, it means that you can have in your community tab special emojis, special stamps. So the people kind of that are part of it have special status in their, in their conversations. And this is an area that YouTube really dropped the ball because they still haven't improved the commuter, the, the community area. Like the YouTube as a social network is really limited as far as, as far as engagement back and forth, but you can also gate some content. You can also put a firewall up and allow only your patrons or your supporter, your, your channel subscribers to see certain content. Now YouTube said over and over again, the value here is people don't have to leave the platform to get their perks, which they do with Patreon. But to be honest, most, YouTube creators have such a good relationship with Patreon. I think it's going to be a really tough sell, especially with the limited uh, financial, uh, limited options you have as far as how much to charge and the, and the limited engagement you could have in the YouTube social network itself. Because uh, so, the comments and the, and the community area is just really limited. So that you one said, is, you said ahead. that the YouTubers have a good relationship with Patreon, right? Most do. Not all, but most do. 
Yeah. And, yeah. and, I, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to take a guess here and you confirm this. I'm thinking it's because YouTube hasn't had that ability to do private content that's specialized. And, you, you know, so in other words, for their for their super fans, YouTube creators, super fans, the, the YouTube creator says, hey, I know you follow me here on all my public stuff here on YouTube. But if you really want secret behind the scene mm-hmm. access, go sign up for my account over on, you know, my yeah. community. Not even if you just want super, if you want access, if you want to support me to create more content, this is where we come. Right. And, uh, and I mean, YouTube creators have done very, very well by Patreon and Patreon's done well by YouTube creators. So that one was the biggest nothing burger as far as I'm concerned. I might be wrong. Other creators might think it's going to be something serious. I'm not so much. The burger that's worth talking about, <coughs> excuse me, as far as I'm concerned, I came back with lots of information and a cold from, from the console. <laughs> nice. Um, so the one that's most, I think is most compelling is merchandising. And it was ironic because the industry lounge was sponsored by, um, by Amazon. So they were there like promoting to us cause they've all got Amazon merchandising options. So you can start creating Dotto tech or, 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 or social media examiner t-shirts and mugs and all that sort of stuff. And you can sell it through Amazon merchandising, create your own designs and have fulfillment. But YouTube announced a partnership with Teespring, which is a fairly large merchandising mm-hmm. company to allow creators. And again, it's just in the States right now. And you have to be over 100,000 subscribers. So I haven't seen the business end of it. Uh, but what I know about it is it allows you to create merchandising options that attach right into your YouTube stream. So imagine the YouTube window, the playback window. And you know how you have the controls right at the very bottom? Imagine right under the controls, a tray or a shelf. They call it a shelf, I think. A shelf that has your merchandising, like four slots with uh, a Dotto Tech t-shirt and a mug and a Steve bobblehead or something else, right? Right there to sell in all of your videos. That, to me, is something that is really going to be exciting. Because why would you want to say, check my description, check my links in the description below for my Amazon store, when you can have it right there embedded into the YouTube play window. So I yeah, think it's, got, YouTube's a visual medium. If yeah. you, why not have it visually represented right there under the video? So this gets really exciting. Now, if you're a large enough content creator, Teespring will actually do all of the design work and the consultation with you. If you're over 500,000 subscribers, they will work with you to develop your merchandising plan. If you're 100,000 subscribers, they will consult with you to help you just get things started, but they won't do the design work with you. Um, and I don't think it's available to anybody smaller than that yet. And again, it's just YouTube creators in the state. So I don't have access to it, unfortunately, because I would really be all over it if I could, just because I think it's a really fascinating concept. But if you think about the opportunity that that's going to create for additional revenue streams, this is something that it kind of not many people talked about it too much at the conference. But as I kind of flew home and I was thinking about it more and more, I got more excited about this particular edition than anything that they did, because I think this can really change the model. Yeah, that's very, it's very interesting. So, so premieres is its own thing. The premieres is gonna channel be the memberships is kind of just an upgrade, right? Premieres is going to be huge in the music, maybe in some yeah. of the vlogging space, but I think it's going to be big for music creators and that sort of stuff. So I think it's going to, with, you know, people that can, can justify a premiere. I don't think I'll ever be saying, here's the premiere of my new, how to use Google docs video. Right. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> You know, like, I mean, I could see Gary V trying to do something like that. I was like, here, I'm premiering my new video and here I am in the chat. But like, for me, that's not, I, I'm not, in, personally, I'm not incentivized to go sit and watch a video, be there live and interact live. But maybe there's people out there that would like that. I just don't know. 
Well, so, what yeah. about a but movie? I, what about a movie trailer? Like if you know that your I can favorite see thing. Being, yeah, yeah, and we, having the director, I, the producers. Yeah, Kim, especially if you had one or two of the actors that are going to be there because the exactly. trailers that come out now, people are in highly anticipating upcoming trailers. So the right. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, you know, you're going to have somebody there in the as a part of it. That could be yeah, yeah. that could that could do really well. That's a good idea. Yeah. So, so, um, the, I mean, the other things that happened at VidCon, Adobe announced, just if I can just, uh, you know, just riff for a second, Adobe announced a really interesting new video editor called Adobe Rush, which is based on Adobe Premiere Pro, but runs on your mobile. So you oh. can have using Adobe's Creative Cloud, you can create video. And this, I thought, went hat in hand with the IGTV, which I know I won't talk about, but I know you're talking about later. Uh, but if you think about creating video on your smartphone, uh, and, um, uh, and, and then you want to do editing, but you maybe want to polish it up more because I think IGTV, frankly, I will editorialize. It should be not just repurposed video and it shouldn't be just streaming video. It should, you should create polished, finished video. Uh -huh. So you edit it up on your smartphone. You can finish it up in the creative cloud. You can just open that project in premiere pro on your desktop and it's and all of your work carries goes back and forth. I think that might be winner, winner, chicken dinner on that one. So yeah, uh, I think that's going to be, uh, that, that was the other big kind of announcement that got me excited at VidCon. And that's included with like, I have a creative cloud membership. Is that included with it? I so, think it is. Oh, it's, yeah. it's only in beta right now. So you have to apply to be part of the beta. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, I was, I was going to, I was wondering about the premiere thing. Now, could you have it where only, only your subscribers or whatever are, you know, it's kind of like fan gated or like, whatever. Like only your subscribers. Yeah. yeah. Can you do like the premiere thing that way with only your subscribers? Is oh, it back to, the premiere? to them? Yeah. Back, sorry. Back I, to the premiere. I don't know. No. No, not your subscribers. Uh, I mean, people that, that contribute to you, people that it looks like um, it says it looks like they mm -hmm. literally are saying we and I'm quoting here. We'll automatically create a public landing page to build anticipation and hype new oh. content. Yeah, so I think, no, it, it, I it's, think it's, it's not it's not it's not as it's not like a Patreon perk. It's or it's not part of the subscription side. It's designed mm -hmm. to get huge eyeballs on a video and create tremendous momentum behind that moment and to, make, and to turn the, the initial launch of a video into an event. Right. Okay. That makes sense. I think that's pretty cool. We could have the journey, the journey premiere. Yeah, you could. I mean, <laughs> yeah. for the beginning of the season, you could. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe yeah, see, every that, episode. I don't know how popular it is, but I watch it. See, and I think that's the thing. Oh, is it's like hugely. If, if you, if you're doing it all the time, I don't know, maybe, maybe, you know, for weekly episodic stuff, I don't know that if it's daily episodic, that it's going to be, there has to be an engagement that makes it worth the fans to destination right. view it. So you have to have that chat element or that anticipatory element. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We just talk about the journey for one second. We, there was an episode of the journey where Mike was asking people, Hey, what color carpet should we have? And it seems like a silly question, but it was hugely, I mean, there was huge engagement over that people voting on what color carpet should be at the conference. And Mike went with it. He actually went with, cause his preference was black and, um, but the overall winner was blue and he went with what everybody picked. And so on episodes like that, if, if there were, um, things where people can participate in each episode, that would be, that would yeah, be really Jeff, popular. Jeff actually just made a, an interesting comment. He said, people are still voting on it now, even though the conference has already happened. So, right. and by the way, um, at the conference, Mike was like, yeah, this looks good. So, Oh, he did say that. That's good. Yeah. But yeah, having, and he's in, he's watching now. See, he said, Hey, so 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean that, but it was good. It was, I mean, the the, the anticipation. The gray hair comment. Yeah, so the premiere premiere allows for that. It's almost live video, but it's higher produced. You can premiere something. You can, I mean, duh, I'm, I mean, I'm being redundant by saying you can premiere something on premiere. It's being able to highly produce something, have something be incredibly well done, and then present it live as, as almost, I mean, if we were talking Facebook terms, we'd be talking watch party in a group, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. similar to but that. It's not, it's not necessarily, all the, the production value, and you, you're assuming that it's going to be a well-produced video. It's about, it creates a promotion cycle, a promotion funnel for something. So it allows you to create anticipation for the launch of that video. So and there's a landing page and dedicated yeah, and landing pages for the events. All of that. So, and because that's one of the kind of the weaker areas of YouTube live is knowing exactly where you're going and having, like, for example, the, one of the things I like about Crowdcast that we're on today is there's a landing page that you have as soon as you register that you have the same page that you go to. Very mm-hmm. elegant. Uh, with YouTube live, even though they kind of have one, it's not so elegant for people to know when to come and watch destination. Uh, mm-hmm. For YouTube Live, that's one of the weaknesses of YouTube Live, and mm-hmm. so the, again, Premiere Premiere's kind of overcome some of those issues as well. Nice, very interesting. Yeah, this this is all fascinating. I mean, the updates to the membership stuff, the Premiere especially, which even though you said it was kind of nothing burger, and then the, no, the, no, the I said the nothing burger was no. the memberships things. I, oh, okay. I think it's going to be. They've tried a couple of times. I just don't see YouTube content creators getting too excited about that. Yeah, because well, I mean. We're talking having to move your Patreon people over to YouTube or vice versa. And if you've already got if you've already gotten existing, you know, community down one of those roads, why, you know, back up? Of course, that's the eternal problem we have with with all social media. Right. It's like, oh, another new network to get all my followers to follow me on. And that, I think, is maybe some of the uphill battle of IGTV, but maybe not. So. We'll talk about that well, later. And, and the way they've structured it, you can see YouTube's fascination, not so much with Patreon, although Patreon is definitely, I think, targeted, but it's also YouTube's fascination with Twitch and trying to figure out how the heck yes. Twitch does it and how they can get a piece of that action. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And if you think about the parent companies all the way at the very top, uh, well, not all the way at the top in Google's case, because Alphabet's above them, but Google and Amazon, right? Right. Exactly. So, there you go. They're Steve. like United States and Canada. We're going to be. <laughs> no, we're not going there. Anyway, Steve, <laughs> Steve, it's, it was glad. It was. Okay. I am glad to have been able to talk to you again today about all this stuff. There's so much more places we could go, but you keep putting out, cranking out new content anyway. So let's direct people to where they can go to find you. Uh, Dottotech.com for all things Dottoish. <laughs> Dottoish. Okay. Dotto-ish. Great. <laughs> Steve, great to see you as usual. Thanks, guys. Thank See you later. Thanks, happy Fourth of July and Happy Canada Day to all my pa- compatriots. Oh yeah, Happy Thanks, Canada Steve. Day. Bye. Uh, always good to see Steve. So, awesome. yeah, I, I, I hashtag Dottoish. Apparently, somebody in the comments said so. Uh, before we get on to the next section, we're going to talk about Instagram a little bit here. There's a lot. Of, there's some new stuff. There's some even more new stuff. But uh, before we get there, I got to remind you, this show is brought to you by the Facebook Ads Summit 2018. That is a social media examiner event, digital event. And uh, it's the largest gathering of Facebook experts ever. And it, it'll be all in one place, all in one week. And it's going to be awesome. And you can learn more by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash FB18. Man, Instagram came out with a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I was on vacation. I get back. I'm like, hi, GTV. <laughs> I'm still, I am still, even yesterday and today, the two days I've been in the, quote, office, uh, 
trying to recover and look at it. We're going to talk about that a little bit more, but they've come out with some other stuff even since then. So uh, on this show, we've previously talked about Instagram rolling out a video chat and not just uh, a video chat that's one-to-one, but a a multiple person video chat, a four person uh, video chat. They talked about this at Facebook's annual F8 conference. It was called video chat in Instagram direct. And the new video chat is, is here. They rolled it out. It's out now. And with this, you can chat with up to four people in Instagram direct messages. You just have to initiate a chat and then you can add more people to it. It's video chat. And it's pretty cool because also you don't just have the chat going on. You can minimize the chat but so that you can still see it, but it's like picture in picture. But mm-hmm. then you can scroll through Instagram with your friends and then share back over to the video chat things that you find. So oh, wow. it's, that's kind of nice. Pretty cool. Yeah, you can. I mean, basically, you can browse Instagram with your friends while on Instagram. And that's pretty cool. So that even- is officially out now. I can see even business applications for that. Like if you, if say like you're a wedding planner and you want to get on there with your clients and you can chat and scroll through Instagram and share like inspiring ideas that you find. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that would be very cool. Or even if you're a, a, a creative team and you're like, hey guys, let's do a call on Instagram while we go through Instagram and find out the different inspirational things that, uh, and see if we can come up with ideas for, for our own content. Yep. You know, That's right true. there, you're right there. You're already in Instagram. You can just do it there. So, so that is out now that that video chat feature was rumored to be coming soon. And that rumor turned out to be true. It is out now. So you'll find the link to more about that, uh, downloading that, getting that and everything. It's really just an upgrade to your, uh, app, uh, as usual in the Saturday post where the show notes for this episode can be found, but that's not all the Instagram news. So op, uh, on top of that, face, uh, sorry, well, I guess it is Facebook, but Instagram uh, rolled out a new For You channel in the Explore tab inside of Instagram. And so this For You tab, uh, sorry, For You channel inside the Explore tab uh, has a mix of posts that are tailored to your interests as well as channels on topics that, you know, run the gamut of uh, sports or fashion or art or, you know, all the different things that you're interested in and even a list of the different hashtags you can follow so that those then start showing up in your feed as well. So it's a pretty interesting uh, upgrade. On top of that, on top of the video chat, on top of the explore, uh, Instagram, and this one's big. This one's really big. Instagram introduced uh, music to Instagram stories. I want to give a little bit of a, an emphasis here. I remember, we've been talking so long about all the different music deals. So yeah. Facebook has been doing all these deals. Well, we're like, well, where's that going to come in? Well, we heard some of that a little while ago when it comes to, uh, for example, music being able to be used in videos on Facebook. This is meant to be where... Man, you know, Facebook knows there's an, this, this, these, these people out there that are like, I really wish I could upload, th- upload this clip of this father-daughter dance from a wedding, but there's a music in the background that's copyrighted, so I can't upload it because it, they'll pull it. And they're like, you know what? We want to make that possible. So they worked on that. Well, now taking that one step further to this place is, is where we want to go. So this is the ability to add music to your Instagram stories. And I think this is going to be really big for a couple of different reasons. It's really cool. Um, How you get to it is twofold. So we'll go through the first path 
first. Number one, create a either a still image or a video story, and then bring up the um, the stickers. Now, as you can see in the screenshots that we're showing, there is a music sticker, and so you tap on that. And then you start to search music and you've got thousands of songs. They say uh, you may need to dig a little deeper. I would go. I, I didn't find anything in popular because I am not apparently into popular music, but in the moods or genres, I found stuff that I like. And so I was able to find, for example, Queens, uh, we are the champions. So I picked nice. that and then I was able to add that into something. But then as I got playing, I'm like, Hmm, I want to do something different. But anyway, then it plays that music that you are able to select the, you know, certain amount of time from that, that song. And it'll show up as a sticker on your story and you can tap it a couple different times to make it look different. One of the options is it makes it look like the album artwork from the music, which is actually oh. really cool. And if you think back to uh, F8, when they came out with the Spotify native sharing remember that where it was like mm -hmm. people were going to yep. have to take screenshots in the spotify app then move it over to stories then upload it then mark their stickers and all that and they they went away they did away with that ability that how you had to do that you could go to spotify and you could hit share and it would send it over as a fully formed like story type of uh, post and then you mm -hmm. add your stuff real quick this is kind of like that but now it's actually you can have motion you can have like your own still shots you can have motion where people are getting together and doing stuff. You can do lip syncing stuff and moving on with the lip syncing stuff. The other way to find it is easy. What you do is you can actually use the music as you create the video and have it playing as you create the video. So you can more succinctly lip sync to it because that's the first thing I thought of when I was thinking, oh. Hey, music on a motion video. Like you can have people like lip syncing to the stuff. Right. What you do is it's, it's like how you've got live, or boomerang or other camera options, there is now a music option. So you go into your Instagram camera, you go into the bottom part and you slide across and you see music. Then you'll push the button and it'll ask you to pick a song. You'll pick the set selection of that song that, you know, about 15 seconds worth. Then you press and hold and the music is playing as you're doing it. So then you could lip sync to it and everything. Like this is going to take on musically. I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? More so than Facebook's announcement when they had come out with their thing. I think this will with definitely. Live, yeah, with the Facebook's was the, the live um, thing. I think mm -hmm. people are going to be much more prone to feeling like, hey, it's a thing that's there for 24 hours as a story. And it's a 15 second clip of me lip syncing to this one moment in this one song. Yeah. And so it's a lot less uh, stage fright to, to get over. If you even have that, others are like, nah, I'm full in on this thing. Like I'm going to, anyway, somebody's going to live, somebody's going to, somebody's going to 15 seconds at a time. I am sure lip sync an entire whatever. Now, not to mention like we as marketers, we can have music now legally playing behind stuff in our stories. If right. we go through Instagram, that's huge. This puts a whole new spin on all of the news that we've been reporting about Facebook making these, um, partnerships with all of the different music yes. providers. And so now I can actually really see where it's going to be super fun and useful. Yeah. So now here's the key piece. This is rolling out to select countries and they don't give any indication as to what those select countries are. However, I know the U.S. is one of them because as soon as they announced this late yesterday, uh, I didn't have it. 
but was able to check two or three hours later. And then I did, and I'm in the U S and, and Jeff had it also. So he was able to check it and we, you know, we were able to play with it, try it out and stuff. So the U S is one of them. And as far as finding out if you have it and getting it, uh, you do need to make sure you're upgraded to the latest version of the app, which for me was like 51 and it was two days ago. So then it wasn't a matter of that. Some people said log in and log out and that may get it to work. I didn't do anything. All I did was go back two hours later and it was there in my account. So, um, so check and see if you have it, but this is, this is huge. This is a huge, uh, like boost to the creative ability that we will now have within Instagram and Instagram stories. So uh, this makes me want to look at stories even more because to see what people creatively do with the music, Mm -hmm. it's going to make it much more interesting to me. Well, think, and so we're going to get into Instagram, sorry, IGTV. I'll say it that way uh, in a second about one other thing they announced with that. Uh, But what I said to Jeff earlier today, when we went live about this news specifically was Instagram has kind of become the uh, Swiss army knife of social media. It has, you know, like if you think about it, it has parts of Snapchat and Facebook. And I'm trying to think of what the other ones are. I mean, the the one, the one that I said it kind of didn't fully have covered was Twitter, but really you can do Twitter esque stuff inside of the uh, caption for a photo and have a photo, you know? So you've got, you got the live video component. You got the music now in here. You've got musically, you've got live video, all of that. Video chat. Video chat. Yeah, video chat, like messenger, direct messages, all this kind of stuff. So I, I think officially as of today, not to mention IGTV. So all of this stuff put together, uh, I think Instagram has kind of the become the darling lately, you know? I think so. so. And it I may have so. just become my favorite platform. I, 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 this is, I think that all of these <laughs> innovations, they've taken the best of each of the, of the other platforms and kind of brought it to Instagram and I'm excited to play with this this weekend a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So speaking of IGTV, so Instagram has officially published an IGTV guidebook for creators and it's not just for IGTV, but it's also, uh, but, but, but I mean, it is, but it's got uh, pieces in this thing that will help you with just Instagram stories, vertical video and creative content in that realm as well. And, so we're going to look at some screenshots here, but essentially uh, you can break this down into about three different sections. And by the way, uh, excuse me, hat tip to Matt Navarra for publishing this and then and um, uh, posting the, the uh, link to it. So the Instagram gr- creator's guide. So what the breakdown of it is essentially what they've done is they have given you the ability to um, – uh, that what they're doing is they're giving you tips and tricks into getting your composition and uh, the way that you're creating live video, not live video, but video and live video, I guess you should say, uh, composition wise. They're saying, look, this is the tech specs that are going to be optimal. This is the way to frame your video that is going to be optional or not optional, optimal. Uh, this is the way that the resolution and the frame, weight, frame rate that is going to be the best for your creative content on Instagram, not just Instagram stories, but also IGTV. So you've got, you know, you're different, you've got 4k, you got 1080p, you got 720 and all the different frame rates as well as uh, resolutions. And even, you know, here they've got the framing and composition for how you want to make sure, because it's different, it's different than doing landscape. It's, it's different. There's different rules. So that's one section is, is all about, Hey, it's our platform. 
here's how to be best on that platform in terms of composing and creating the content. Then in the second group of things inside of this guide, which you can, we'll show you in a second, the next um, screenshot, they start going through and they do, by the way, make the disclaimer uh, that we're going to list a bunch of apps. We are not endorsing any of these apps, but it's a list of them that are optional. So and there's a bunch in there all for iPhone and for Android. And it gives you stuff like, and you know, one that I'll call out here, it's ultra recorder for Google play uh, for Android. You know, you can select different resolutions, frame rates, bit rates, audio sampling, all that different kind of stuff. And then they'll go to the next page and it'll be video leap. And it, that's an app an iTunes app store one. And that's got many different features as well. So if you're looking for different cameras to use vertical video or otherwise, uh, they start, you know, showing, you different uses, different apps, uh, different examples of ones that you can use that then you can get better content for your Instagram stories and your IGTV. And then finally, what they do is regarding IGTV, they have a section where they talk about proper uh, uploading. So this is all about how to uh, get the best output with your mobile uploads for IGTV, as well as your mobile uploads for desktop which is great because uh, being able to fully polish a video yeah. on a desktop, because sometimes mobile, mobile's great, mobile's powerful, but sometimes, like Steve was talking about earlier, you got to polish it on desktop so you can really see the detail and even do some magic that's not available on mobile, although some of it probably is, yeah. and upload it on there. So that's what this is. We'll, draw, we'll have the link to this uh, handbook, this creator's handbook. Uh, it's a 50-page guide. Uh, I really thought that it was also very cool that the guide was actually in vertical video format yeah. and uh, was, was a ratio. Exactly. So you could literally tap this, open it up on your phone, and it would fill your phone that way. So I thought that was a, a, a kind of a cool little, you know, extra there. So it's a great, great, great guide. Uh, definitely grab this and go through it so you can upgrade your um, your Instagram stories uh content creation as well as your IGTV stuff. This is stuff you really need to be looking at and considering as you're considering getting into IGTV as well. So, well, you know what I just saw here that I hadn't realized before I might have heard it, but in links work in the description for these videos for IGTV. Right. It says yeah. add title, add description links work too. That's yes. Amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's That's still awesome. yeah, like like I said, I'm still digging into IGTV because you guys covered it last week without me while I was on vacation. So uh I it fully I fully expect to to be fully up to speed. I, I think I got it, but there's still like things like that that you just said that like right. oh that's a surprise i didn't know that it could do that i guess i missed that earlier I, so. I, well we didn't know either i don't believe we covered that last week because it was so yeah. brand new that you know this is in the guide <laughs> wow yeah. so so thanks again matt navarra yeah for uh for finding out about this and sharing this and then uh so get the link go grab it go download it you can find that in the saturday article or in the you know comments section grace our producer has shared that in the live show notes as well so uh, speaking of upgrading your stuff, you upgrade your Facebook ads. Go to the Facebook Ads Summit 2018 that we as Social Media Examiner are putting on. We've gathered the largest gathering of uh, Facebook ads experts ever. And again, learn more over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash FB18. Uh, I believe time is running out. <laughs> it's going to be 
here before we know it. Like it's literally like a week and a half away at this point. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into. So speaking of Facebook ads. Yeah. Speaking of Facebook ads. So Facebook has introduced this new section. It rolled out, I believe yesterday, but it's mm-hmm. a new info and ads section on pages. And here in um, this little GIF here that they're showing, it shows you where it shows up. So if it would start over again, that would be awesome. And um, it's on the, when you click on a pages thumbnail, there's going to be a little ads and info icon that's right underneath the, the header. And so you click on that and it brings up this ads and info section. The thing that's amazing about this as an advertiser is you can go and spy on your competition and see what ads they're running. And so they used to only be available in Canada and now it's available it's it's an option it's not an option it's there for all pages and you you can um there's some really interesting little aspects of this announcement so you can see all the it's only the active ads that a page is running so but you can see all the active ads a page is running across facebook instagram messenger and audience network and then on the information side of this little tab you can find out information like when the page is created and previous name changes. So, um, you know, you can't be duped or fooled there by a page that changes its name. I, th- I think a lot of this stuff was done to prevent the political abuse that we saw, but it's it's kind of advantageous to marketers too when you're advertising. So the, uh, another great thing about the, the ads tab is that you can see these ads even if you're not in the target audience. So, you have access to all of the ads, all of the creative. You, what you won't see is engagement like likes, comments, shares. That information isn't going to be available. And any impressions you get on that ad, video views, clicks, whatever from the info and ad section is not going to be counted against advertisers. So your advertisers aren't going to be paid for people that are just looking at the ads just for information purposes. So oh, unless yeah. it's unless it's in the news feed, you won't, you're not going to be penalized by, you know, you can't have a competitor come in and click on your ad <laughs> 50,000 times. So let's, um, let's run their ad budget up by looking at all their ads. Exactly. Exactly. So um, now Facebook says that they're going to continue to add more information that they share about pages over time. So it'll be more than just the, when it was created and name changes. I don't know what information it is, but, as an advertiser, I'm super, super psyched about this. I can't wait to go and look and see what ads other pages are running. I mean, think of the creative ideas it's going to spur. Yeah. And so, so where, if, if somebody's interested in, in looking at this now for a specific brand, where do they go to find this? Okay. So you, if you go to the brand's main page, it's going to show up right underneath the header section. It's like a little, it, it shows here in this GIF. Um, Oh, I saw, yeah, like, it was like a little hover over thing. Yeah, it's just up. this little round circle thing and it says info and ads. And then you okay. click on that and it brings up these two tabs. So I originally, when I was looking for this, I was looking for the two tabs on the page. I'm like, I don't see it anywhere, but it's actually a little icon that you hover over and click. And then it brings up the info and ads page. Yeah, it's like a so. semi-transparent, like almost sideways overlay. That yeah, says, exactly. says that info and ads. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, so, but this also puts pressure on advertisers to up their game because, you know, you're going to, like, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, everyone's going to see all the ads I make. Oh, wow. But yeah. it's, 
you know, this is so it encourages transparency and um, quality in creating ads. Very cool. So, and then there's um, a second little ad announcement that, okay, people are going to find this really creepy, but it's actually kind of cool in a way. So um, Gizmodo, I'm sure that's how you pronounce it. Anyways, they reported that Facebook, oh, thank you. Facebook applied for a patent titled Broadcast Content View Analysis Based on Ambient Audio Recording. And so what that means in English is with this technology, Facebook (laughs) would be able to use an ambient audio fingerprint or signature that's inaudible to the human ear in broadcast content like a TV ad. So hypothetically, a user is watching this ad on TV or, um, you know, wherever they, they're watching this ad and the audio fingerprint would trigger their smartphone or other devices to turn on its microphone, begin recording and transmit data about it to Facebook. So that is creepy. And that is like very 1984 and all of these things, but it's actually kind of cool in a way for advertisers because Facebook would use this audio information to figure out which ads are the most effective. And like if a user walked away from the TV and, or changed the channel, Facebook would know that and know that, Hey, this ad isn't effective or it's not relevant. So I could, I mean, potentially affect a relevance score and cost. It would definitely affect the cost of your ad because the lower your relevance score, obviously your costs go up. So, um, but if they stay there and they watch and the ad- audio is great and clear, Facebook would say, hey, this is an effective ad and can make better suggestions for us advertisers. So before you freak out too much about this, hundreds of apps already use this kind of technology. Yeah. So it's it's already here. Facebook just has their patent out there. But it's it's already happening. You just don't know about it. So embrace That's it. Crazy. Be happy I, about I, it. I feel like, uh, yeah, suddenly my phone, you know, through Facebook signaling that, hey, they're watching this show. So that's now something you can target them about. I'm like, that happens. Right. No, that happens. I mean, I've had people swear Facebook is listening and they see ads based on things that they've talked about. Yeah. I mean, some people are like, wait, this is a patent for something that I thought they were already doing. So. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it is, there are positives to it. And I could get a little excited as an advertiser. Sure. Well, it's, it's the yin and yang of uh, consumers want our privacy to a certain extent. And uh, as marketers, we, we love having more data. So yeah, right. All right. Moving on. Uh, LinkedIn had some updates. So LinkedIn added native QR codes to personal profiles. What this means is that, Basically, you can go to a QR code inside of the search search box on your home tab inside of your iOS or Android device. And then that way, somebody else, uh, you know, this is is incredibly either stupid or helpful, depending upon your opinion of QR codes, right? Um, I think helpful. I think it's helpful, too. Like, I think, hey, I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Let's do that. To be able to instantaneously do that through a QR code from phone to phone, like, sure. why not? You know, and it's like so in, easy. You don't I even can, need a dedicated yeah. app anymore to scan them. No. Yeah. You just literally use the LinkedIn app for this or, again, the the iOS. I, I'm pretty sure Android already had it, but iOS came out with a native where you just 
you take your camera, camera and just paint it a QR code and it says, do you want to open this? And you just tap yes. So, so that one's pretty simple and easy. But the other one that they came out with LinkedIn's announcement was they're unveiling translations in the newsfeed. And so, uh, if you see a post in LinkedIn that is from a different language than the one that you speak, you'll see a tr- C translation button there that you can tap and it will then, um, give you a translation of that. And it's going to be up in more than 60 languages. And this is pretty cool. And the, and the feature is coming in the next um, few weeks in LinkedIn's iOS and Android apps. So wow. there you go. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So we've got some news from Snapchat and they have now optimized spectacles for external sharing. So when you shoot video with spectacles, you can now export it and you choose um, if the, the video is circular, you can choose what color background or you can choose square widescreen. And um, basically, they uh, these sharing options allow you to share to other other networks or I guess anywhere that you really want to share them. And um, you go to export media within memories by pressing on a spectacle story. And so um, I haven't seen a spectacle story, so I'm not positive no. how exactly this works. Yeah. And I, I, I guess I should watch Sean Ayala's because he's got the spectacles. But um, export media within memories by pressing on a spectacle story. And then these new options will pop up so you can choose the format that you want. And so um, they'll only appear as full screen videos and photos when you rotate your phone if they're posted on Snapchat. On other platforms, they retain their shape and the frames no matter how you view them. So okay. if you if you view it on Snapchat, you can see the full screen video, photos, whatever. But if you're not on Snapchat, you won't. And so this is slowly rolling out to Snapchat for iOS and Android. All right. Uh, Twitter updates. So Twitter has expanded its in-stream video ads to more advertisers. This originally rolled out back in April of 2017, so just over a year ago. But this month, Twitter is expanding these in-stream video ads to all advertisers around the world. So if you're interested in that, you'll be able to do that. That's very cool. Uh, And then the other key piece here is Twitter is unveiling a Twitter media for publishing partners. What this is, is essentially uh, it's called Twitter media and it's a site teaching you how to get the most out of Twitter. So this is a place where you'll be able to uh, get answers to curated questions, the most, the most constant and common curated questions that uh, common publishers have today and they say this is just the start twitter media is going to be regularly updated with case studies as well as blogs focused on helping content publishers stay up to date with the latest tools for publishers on twitter i think that that's really helpful and something that i would definitely check out in I've been kind of slacking on my Twitter game. I think that this would be a really helpful thing to, I mean, you might find little gems that you didn't really know before. So, yeah, I think of it as uh, like we were talking about earlier with that IGTV guide. Think of it as a website version of that, but for Twitter. Oh, good job. Nicely done. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've got um, Facebook has updated the ongoing subscription test for instant articles. And so we talked about this last fall, but last October, mm-hmm. Facebook began testing subscription support in Insta articles with 10 publishing partners. So Facebook 
found really good response from that and it's been very successful. And so now it's adding several updates to the program. And one of these tools is that publishers get to define when a reader sees a paywall. And this is an example of a paywall when you're trying to read an article and then it pops up something, hey, if you want to finish reading this article, then you can for just 99 cents a month. So um, that's a paywall. And um, support for time-based special offers on the Instant Articles paywall and pre-paywall upsells. And I... Uh, I'm trying to think of a good example of a pre-paywall upsell, but I actually can't. And um, so then a propensity model that predicts how likely someone is to become a subscriber to a certain publisher. So all of these all of these updates are just for those 10 publishing partners, but they've also expanded it to Latin America and um to a few publishing partners there. And so Facebook's also announced it is exploring other ways it can help publishers grow their digital subscriptions business on and off of Facebook. And so another thing that they did that I thought was really kind of cool was they added a tab where on your Facebook page where people can subscribe directly from your Facebook page without hitting a paywall first. So that's a that's just a little another experimental little thing, but I think that to me is is really exciting if I was a publisher. I would love that. And in fact, I would love that if it wasn't a publisher and you could just sell something right directly. Right. Tickets. But anyway, so um, Facebook reported that people in the test group saw instant articles from publishers were 17% more likely on average to subscribe to those publications directly from Facebook as opposed to people who saw standard web links. So I don't know what that's saying. If there's more trust when it's directly on Facebook, um, not really sure, but they're seeing great success. So I imagine it will be rolling out to more publishers eventually. Yeah. Another update from uh, Facebook in regards to finance, it has to do with, uh, and, and fundraising and monetization it has to do with uh, fundraising tools. So what this is, is uh, basically Facebook is rolling out the, the ability for pages that represent public figures or brands, they are now able to don't, uh, sorry, donate to nonprofit fundraisers. And also, people will now be able to make a recurring monthly donation to a nonprofit through this as well. So this is pretty cool. This is, you know, the ability for pages to donate to nonprofit fundraisers and even to have there be like recurring payments to that. I mean, think of the social traction and the, you know, all our nonprofit people that are that are listening to this. They're like, ooh. Got to look into this. So dig into this a little bit more. Uh, this is this is pretty interesting. Um, you can find out more in the Saturday Post about how to find out, uh, you know, how to set that up for for your page as well. Well, I just then, I have to wonder if it goes through the like the Android or iOS app store or the the payment system, and if you know a big chunk of that goes to Apple or Android, or if you have to put a credit card behind it and do it like when you're sending peer to peer payments. Um, you know what? I think because it's being done through Facebook itself, I don't know that that's necessarily going to kick in the whole app store, you know, purchase of an app store app. But I think it's, I think it's, I think it's different, but don't put yeah, me on that. Yeah, I hope so. Anyway. Yeah, I hope yeah. it is because you don't want to give away 30% of your Yeah, I think, I think that's, I think that's only with in-app purchases or purchases of apps themselves, not inside of that. But 
then again, that could be, well, anyway, don't quote me. I okay. can't say, well, I can't okay. say with hundred percent certainty. So yeah. Yeah. I was just, moving I was just on. curious. Yeah. yeah so on. the next one you're really excited about, you have this. Yeah. Don't yeah, I do. Cause I have, I have the, um, Oculus Go and I love it. I'm addicted to it. And so Facebook has launched Oculus TV. And when I first saw this, I was super, super excited until I realized that there really weren't a whole bunch of like TV channels that I would watch. Not that all in the family doesn't seem super exciting, but um, for me right now, there's not a whole lot except you can watch shows from Hulu, Showtime, and Netflix. And what this is, this TV, the, the big selling point on it right now is it's a dedicated environment for you to um, watch these these different programs. You can also watch stuff off of um, Facebook Watch, and they have another sports section, and there's some other um, some other channels that you can you can watch. But what it does is when you go into VR, you're in this room that you're completely distraction free. There's no you know second and third screen going on when you're in this this Oculus TV. All you see is the big screen and i mean you can see around you that you're in this really cool little this room looks like like an upscale den but um you know it's 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 interesting because most of the time when i watch tv i've got at least one other screen going on i've most likely got my phone in my hands i probably have my laptop and this takes away from all that so when you combine this with like advertising, you can imagine how much better it would be for advertisers because somebody's, they're not going to go and, and like get out of the app just because they have to sit through a commercial. It's just, it's too much work. And you know, then you have to reload it, blah, 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 blah. And so you really have, you really have someone's attention. So I could see where this would potentially be a place for Facebook to add ads. Yeah. A new well, and, and that was even one of the things inside of, uh, Oh, what's it called ready player one where, because yeah. you're in this immersive thing and you're, you, you've got it on the visor. Like then they, the, the, one of the, the bad the quote, bad guy in the movie, like he's like, Hey, we can sell like 80% of the screen space for ads and stuff. So yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so, interesting. Uh, Facebook. So Facebook came out with a uh, prototype for their, your time on Facebook tool. This is very much like all the other, uh, you know, we've talked about Instagram coming out with this, as well as even uh, iOS and Android um, system level, uh, basically digital wellness type tools where they want to say, look, hey, this is how much time you spend on this. This is, you know, you can set alarms, alerts, all that kind of stuff. What this looks like in terms of this specifically for Facebook is that they'll show you a seven day time span. They'll give you an average time spent per day on Facebook, as well as even the the ability to set a daily reminder that alerts you when you've reached your self-imposed Facebook limit of the day. Of course, um, I wonder if that's going to be on desktop as and as well as mobile. But uh, yeah, we'll yeah. see. Um, and then the other part to this is that Facebook is giving they're experimenting with the ability to keyword snooze when what keyword snoozing basically means and they they give the example of hey let's avoid spoilers on facebook i think it's going to be way more used for other things that i won't go oh, into yeah. but <laughs> the ability to mute not people but content based on keywords for 30 days is great so anytime that exact word or phrase from any person page or group for 30 days happens 
You won't see it if you put up a keyword snooze. I love this. I am so all over this. This is yes. going to be awesome. You know what? This I, is, I mean, all, all joking aside, this is actually going to make the Facebook experience much, much better. And I won't have to defriend so many people. This is I awesome. Well, I cool. mute people. I don't really unfriend people necessarily anymore. So it depends on how good of friends we are. Sure. So, we'll um, <laughs> yeah. So the last little bit of uh, news we have here is Facebook Workplace makes a push for the nonprofit segment. And let me bring this up here. So it's called Workplace for Good. And it's it's basically kind of a, an enterprise product for nonprofit organizations and schools. And it's designed to uh, workplace for Facebook and Facebook for good is designed to look and function just like Facebook. So the ability to create content, connect, take action with other users. And, but this one is open to anyone with a workplace account and it's free. So there you have it. Yeah. Very cool. That is our show. And the, it's been a great one, and we're glad that you watched or listened along with us. You can uh, get more uh, digging into all the stuff that we talked about by going to our weekly recap post. That's every Saturday. You can watch the video. Uh, you can get the show notes for everything we mentioned. You can go to socialmediaexaminer.com uh, every Saturday and find that. I want to say thank you to Jeff C. for handling the simulcasts. Grace Duffy, our show producer. Kim Reynolds our co-host. And uh, by the way, if you are joining us live for this, you can always catch the audio version as a podcast in iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Every Monday, we have new episodes come out. Or if you're listening to this as a podcast, vice versa applies to you. You can join us live on Friday for the live show. Don't forget the Facebook Ads Summit 2018. It's the largest gathering of Facebook ads experts. There is a sale ending today. So head on over to socialmediaexaminer.com slash FB18. Our next show will actually be Friday, July 13th dun, 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 at 10 a.m. Pacific, 11, or sorry, 1, 1 p.m. Eastern. And you can get this calendar, this show on your calendar by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being there for us as a community. We love bringing you the news and we know that it benefits you from because uh, we know it, we know that it benefits you because we hear so many of you say, thank you for bringing us this show. So it's, it's our honor. It's our privilege and we enjoy doing it for you. Thanks mm-hmm. again. And we'll see you next episode. Have a great holiday. Canada Day, Independence Day. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.